Okay, hello everyone. My name is Das Mulga, and we are here for episode eight of Let's Get Uncomfortable. And today we have a very special guest. Was, actually, we have two guests. So, like, I have one <laughs> of my very special friends, Ayushman. He has another podcast called Sheepless. We, which we will be talking about at the Sheeple end. Sheepless, my episode. friend. <laughs> we'll talk about. <laughs> yes, plug him also. Plug his. <laughs> so we are going to discuss about his podcast in the end of the episode and now we also have a very special guest and i have been learning from him since 2017 and i worked with him also which was a very humbling experience for me so i have with here with me mr krish ramnani how are you doing krish how are you boys such an honor and pleasure to be back on your uh, podcast and to be here actually Are you Ayushman? I've known both of oh. you guys since a very long time, and I yeah, can say I nothing less. And you guys are absolutely fantastic people and supremely talented. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you, you, so, you much. so much. Like the funny thing is, both of us have learned yeah. under Krish in uh, a curriculum we did through IID, which was in digital marketing. And my God, those like that was about two years ago, and that was so much fun. First of all, your lectures were like. Amazing because we got I mean, so much. I mean, Krish used to teach us data analytics. I know yeah, how yeah, interesting yeah. that subject was. Oh, but I think my brain was fried at the time. <laughs> like, Dude, I'm but like Krish, sure like I, I got to know about data. I like when they introduced us to data analytics, I was so frightened by it. But when Krish <laughs> came in, he made it less frightening to us because like he broke it down oh, the bare minimum. So like you guys remember that, the stories. I I mean I remember Stories. some of them. I mean I remember Same, how like, like you only yourself got frustrated teaching data analytics because <laughs> others. I think we had some frustrating figures. <laughs> we had some frustrating you, figures. Do, 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 do you guys remember the stories of Kolaba Causeway and the doctor example? Oh oh, I think I know because like the moment you said Kolaba Causeway, that it something clicked in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, something what we call as a visual cue. Ooh, <laughs> dropping yeah. knowledge bombs from now only. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So no, I'm, I'm super excited to do this. It's a Sunday, and like I couldn't be happier spending my time with you boys. Like fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So okay, I would like to introduce all of you all to Krish. So Krish is actually a tech geek, like all of us. Even he's a nerd about all the tech stuff. In the office, he used to. Uh, i remember in the toggled office he used to call everyone and show him tech and teach him like you know look i got this new tech i got this new ipad i got this new software so like i know the le- like he has the level of excitement of a kid when you know tech is near him or whenever he gets a new piece of tech so just to give give everyone an introduction of krish so krish basically started his education in podar international school he used to study computer science mathematics and physics there then he got a bachelor's degree in computer software hardware and in computer software and hardware from swami vivekananda institute of science and technology and then he got another degree in uh, in computer engineering and then he started working for 2 years as a ios developer software engineer for 2 years and then after those 2 years he packed all his bags and started toggle head in 2012 with two of his friends and it's been running since 7 years and an awful lot of more in the future as well so and krish has also been featured into the forbes magazine 
in 2017, which was Toggleheads' fifth anniversary, and he has come a long way here. And Krish, how has your journey been till now? Um, I wouldn't say anything less than a roller coaster. Yes. So, so I actually started my career. I mean, I went to school in the Cathedral and John College School, and um, that's when actually I took computer science as a sixth subject. You know, part of the ICSE curriculum. And after that, I went on to do uh, IB, and again, I majored in computer science there. And uh, I was one of the few people who actually took computer science at that time, and that's how it all began. You know, to be very honest. So this love for uh, coding and algorithm building actually started from that point of time, and we're going to dwell upon it. And you know, what is the kind of experience I learned from there that's actually taken me on this kind of path or journey? And uh, I think college, college in India is tough, right? Like as we discussed, there's there's nothing very structured that you need to learn. I, I think uh, other than you know learning like from the systems and the immense rules that are put in place, but it's basically college in, in college over here is basically what you want to take out of it, and where do you see yourself going? I mean, it's a very generalized template conversation which every parent would say like, "Beta." Ab kya karna ho after five years, or you know, like every career counselor, like where do you see yourself in five years, or a very templatized interview question, where do you see yourself in five years? Now, it's not something that you can answer straight off the bat. Yeah, it's something that you have to dwell upon, see where your talent is, see where your calling is, and you're just discussing how the dots kind of join, right? So, I was just going with the flow, to be very honest. That's how it typically began. And one thing led to the other, and things you know, you just take things in your stride. You take, you take ups and downs and different different pathways in your stride, and then it, it actually kind of flows. So and I would also sorry, and I would also like to tell everyone that Krish has been teaching a lot since the last three four years in IID as well. He's giving uh, keynotes in different schools and colleges. So I knew Krish. I I never knew Krish was so keen on education because like I had a, a you know general sense of how coders and everyone are because I had a general sense <laughs> that they only stick in one room with their laptop and work constantly. But Krish actually went out there and you know he wanted to share. So Krish, when did that shift happen? Like when you when you were yourself coding, building businesses, helping businesses, and then you decided you know it's time to share. So when did that shift happen in you? Like what made you shift? um it's a very interesting question actually so you know what when i was in school or in uh, in in ib right in, in the curriculum that were we were taught in a culture where we were taught to learn in a kind of a way where we were kind of imbibed to cross question everything the moment i went to college and when things started becoming slightly more technical and serious that cross questioning kind of reduced because of the kind of structure mm-hmm. of the education and what typically happened is that a lot of my colleagues or my classmates back then or even when i was working briefly there was this thing that people would you know start taking their jobs like blinders and for me what i wanted to do was break that barrier of a blinder and typically what i tried to do in my classes or in my lectures or in when i structure curriculum i was like listen we are here to learn let's leave jargon out of the mind for a minute 
if you remember that's the kind of similar practice that we did let let's forget jargon let's forget all this complexity and let's start from a blank slate let's build with logic let's build with reasoning and let's build to think and that's when i realized that hey listen this is this is something that i love doing and the gratification was people also started responding well to what i was doing so then you know it became a very two way street and it just began from there and that kind of momentum didn't stop me because it kind of encouraged me to be on my toes read much more learn much more and in order to make a difference because you see they it's a very classic example say that learning does not stop but the point is every time i would walk into a classroom or into a lecture or onto a webinar i would be dealing with like let's say for example graduates undergraduates post graduates even like mds vps even like different businesses like brand heads of like pharma companies and you know fm like uh, fmcg and bfsi so all like super technical fields but the thing is that when you are going in front of a class the biggest worry is that if you remember this that we had discussed it last time also that it takes more courage to talk bullshit on a stage mm-hmm. than to talk it in private because you know your your entire what you stand for is at stake so when you go on stage is that you have to know your subject matter so well that it kind of is is encouraging and the learning that you get from that entire experience is great and what you also realize is that people come from very different cultures backgrounds and different things so we had this one subject called uh, theory of knowledge in the 12th grade it was basically how to learn there was one subject which was really abstract is what is learning and how to learn and actually if you kind of google it and do some lot of research learning is a culmination of a lot of things a lot of visual a lot of um, a lot of sound and uh, coincidentally a lot of smell and a lot of life experiences like the way you've been brought up the way you've been cultured you know your surroundings your home your peers your school your your colleagues your college everything including even sport so that learning is a culmination of everything so i thought that if i have got a certain amount of exposure or experience how can i relate to somebody else's experience and how can we break how can we bridge that gap so for me that that entire experience of bridging that gap was absolutely phenomenal and i think this really like harkens back to the chat we were having just before we started kind of this episode as well you we were talking about like how learning in general for you is uh, like how you also view it was uh, uh, was like it's basically creating a basis of how you can go forward it's not teaching you things but it's giving you a foundation to an extent where you can build upon your like uh, yourself right and then you join the dots forward and i think that's sure. kind of what we saw in your uh, learn, uh teaching style as well when we were studying under you at least like uh, we we got the basics of uh, whatever the topics that you were teaching us whether it be data analytics or seo or so uh, so on uh, and uh, from there like just building upon that and how we could understand it because it's up to us to actually take that step and dive in deeper right at the end of the day you can Absolutely. give us all the jargon you can give us all the knowledge but like if we don't take it in like how does that help us in any way so absolutely and and primarily what i wanted to also say is that you know um you know when we spoke about knowledge and learning right the whole journey of learning there's two things i want to say here you know before we move further 
Like, I mean, there's a lot of lot to chat about. But just two things, a very interesting yeah. thing that um, experience is nothing but failure. Hmm. And there's a very famous saying that if today you have learned from the failure, you actually haven't failed. But oh, on the contrary, yeah. on the contrary, if only a fool makes the same mistake twice. Okay. Yeah. Right. Get that. Yeah. Yeah. So in today, for example, and this is where I'm going to join the dots. Like you know how you say coding versus learning, right? And how do I how mm-hmm. do I actually join the dots between coding and this? So when you're writing a code. You know, for example, let's let, let's give you a very simple, basic mathematical problem. If I want to get the output, say twelve, hmm. there are infinite ways how I can derive twelve. Fifteen minus three, four into three, uh, one forty-four divided by twelve. So these are I- infinite ways, actually infinite ways. But which is the most efficient way that you can only develop, and that's called algorithm and logic building, and that's how you do that. So when you actually join the dots of learning to this, it's the same thing, and that's what experience is. And when you're doing, when you're learning, right? When you're saying knowledge, knowledge is basically what you read, and experience is what you can practice. So what is the difference between somebody who is like probably my seniors, who probably are twenty years, twenty-five years experience, is that their ability to make decisions is a lot faster, because they've been exposed to so many different situations. Like you know how you have say algos in your brain. Like you know what's right and what's wrong. Like today when we when we were young, our parents were like, "Okay, don't do this, don't do that." We would always question, "Why are they telling me do that?" But as we grew older, when we experienced something, we were like, "Yeah, they were absolutely right." And as we become mature and mature, we realize that there was some truth to the matter what they were saying because it was based on their experiences. Until we didn't experience it ourselves, it was very difficult for us to fathom that mm-hmm. fact. so that is that is something that really intrigued me and i wanted to really bridge that gap in a in the most beautiful and the most intuitive way possible saying that how do i practically implement that and how can i you know bridge that gap of exposure and when you actually think about it like for example let's talk about the greats like your elon musks of the world what is the difference mm-hmm. between us and them their decision making capability at that level is 10 times faster why because of their able their ability of experience their ability of dealing with situations and a lot of like even if you read the greats they all read books right they read books yeah. like 40 books a month they say that you should read at least 5 to 10 books a month and that's some that's a practice that i've started learning that even from a book if i'm able to take two lines of a great yeah i'm able to relate to his experience so i'm able to say that okay what he did was this and i can say that okay i'm probably on the right track or maybe this is something what somebody else did so you're vicariously living of somebody else's experience and this entire Whole package put together is learning, mm-hmm. okay. which is a culmination of knowledge and experience. Okay, thank you, Dab. This is getting <laughs> like we. I haven't even start. I haven't even introduced the topic of this episode, and we've got so much out of it <laughs> since now only. So, like, uh, I so everyone here, we would like to tell you what the topic here is. So, like, we are going to talk about what's happening in the Indian tech space. because there is a lot of things that are happening and you know it's very hard to cope up and we are not aware about many things that is happening some technical things some you know some things that question technology so we are going what we are going to do here is you know uh, give you a give, take you through a flow where we'll discuss and ask krish about what's his view or what's his opinion about things happening in the indian tech industry 
so first krish i would like to tell you like as a geek yourself like how did your relationship with tech start like when was the first piece of technology you touched and you're like oh my god this is so good this is so cool <laughs> like for me it was that you know uh, when you are a kid there was these there, there was this piggy bank where you put a coin and that dog comes out of the oh door. yeah <laughs> that was like the first bit of technology that i saw like oh, oh shit this is so cool like that is technology to me so like what was your first experience with technology so i am quite excited to actually share this story so all my friends and family and well-wishers they probably who know who i am have lived with me and know me closely including colleagues and peers they know like when i when i say something like i have a kind of a reason or a like some sort of logic behind it right so i'm going to say that my entire journey began and i would give credit this to my mom okay and the thing is that my mom told me this that as i was a child from the year of when i was like when i was probably a year old mm-hmm. she would buy me a new puzzle almost every day wow year old a new puzzle when a new puzzle almost every day so since a child i was solving and it was all about what is a puzzle putting pieces of the map together together right and again if you if you understand the experience of a puzzle it's a lot like code today it makes sense that you're taking a piece you're joining two pieces oh is it right yes if not no so i can literally draw, draw a proper flow chart of a puzzle right now mm-hmm. i connect piece if yes okay go ahead to the next if no change the next piece again or go back to the same flow chart so that's exactly how algorithms are designed today i can actually generate that into an algo so it kind of started from there then as i grew older right there are two kinds of people one who look at something and be like oh wow but i was a kind of guy who looked at something and be like oh how and <laughs> that was something which always blew my mind if it was like batteries or screwdrivers or just opening things trying to figure out how it worked for example you know like example i remember as a kid you know you went to a birthday party yeah you yeah, would yeah, see yeah. a magic show or you yeah. would see like bugs bunny i'd be like how <laughs> i would try and you know always try and you know um, go and crack the magician's code or just try to figure out how is it happening like how does stuff work and that's what kind of made me super curious and as a child i was very very curious about everything like how like i still remember like i got this one lego set of the nasa you know of space rockets mm-hmm. and basically yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that minus and everything and just building that entire piece together and at that point of time if you if i still tell you how does a rocket look this is a very very cool interesting observation if i tell you how does a rocket or a spaceship look you will draw that typical drawing you know with the head yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. and like Two, and with, yeah, two so when i got this thing that rocket was there but there was also a fish like a ship attached then i was like why at that kind of age you couldn't process that you know this is a combustion piece it just takes you to the air entering the atmosphere then it detaches and that you know kind of pushes you there so when you are doing yeah. these kind of puzzles these legos and all of that stuff you realize what's happening then even for that for that matter even like cars so example if i had like a remote control car like opening the battery shaft or you know when you would take the car upside down and when you press the accelerator only two wheels would move so i went to my father and be like 
listen, I think it's spoiled because only two wheels are moving. And he was like, no, beta, this is not two wheels have to move because that's the that's the differential or that's the way a car runs. It's a rear wheel drive or a front wheel drive. And there's a yeah. separate whole piece called a four wheel drive. So oh, yeah. that's basically how my journey started. I reckon Chris then broke many I, toys. I, I reckon Chris <laughs> broke many toys. Yeah, it was kind of interesting, but it was mainly about solving. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I never liked like things like GI Joe or something. To be very honest, because <laughs> I found it very static in nature and it was not interactive. Like, yeah, because in that in that scene, you couldn't like puzzle that or ask that question of why or how it's moving or working. Yeah, and like, like I'm like, like okay, this is cool. Like I still remember. I, I'm not going to lie. Like my first GI Joe was you know the one with the parachute. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And because that was actually interactive, and I remember I had this one hitman or something like that, you know, with that gun which you could fire that small arrow. Yeah, the shoulder gun. The yeah. shoulder gun. The, the shoulder, shoulder gun. gun. Yeah, 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 with the yeah, arrow. The arrow right? So when a toy was interactive, it was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. I can actually play with it, or like I would love playing with like magnets and stuff like that, or I could throw that GI Joe from the window, and then the parachute would actually happen. So that was my scene. But so that's how it typically started. Then I don't know if you guys know this, but after the fifth standard. um i went on to compete in professional chess and oh, i kind that's... of uh, till till i was in the 10th grade i pursued it a lot and i reached a certain level in chess like i had won certain tournaments at district level and gone further to represent and stuff like that so and that time i was reading a lot of like books and combinations and all of that and like playing with supercomputers and stuff like that so that's typically how my journey started and kind of drove me into this problem solving space and then i told you just before we started like uh, in the 10th standard i took computer science as a subject and it kind of right. started and like the inherent curiosity was like the moment you started computer science did you know that this is the field for me or did you like actually uh, give it some time or you were thinking you might do something else and then suddenly like started to be honest it was straight up because it's calculation with logical reasoning like i told you that example mm-hmm. right like to get yeah. the output 15 there are infinite ways yeah but what is the most appropriate way in that situation and that's technically the definition of problem solving right yeah. your solutions can True. be infinite but what is the most apt solution is basically your brilliance mm-hmm. so that's i am like this is super intriguing <laughs> okay you know as a lover of action figures i'm actually offended by what you said about action figures <laughs> because because my relationship with action figures was like even if it was stationary I would actually make a story and play with them, so that was how I, <laughs> that was how yeah, so, I solved it. So you you see like how you would like look at a character and say that oh maybe this guy is hurt or maybe like uh, he he wants he's on a mission and everything. So yeah. for me, a lot of inspiration came from cartoons, like straight off the bat, like in terms of Sword Cats, in terms of Scooby Doo again solving Ooh. mysteries, and uh, there was this one show called Birdman yeah. and. I remember this whole yeah, thing yeah, that yeah, yeah. there was this one show called Scooby Doo movies, you know, where they had these different kinds of collaboration. So that kind of intriguing storytelling was very, very like different for me. Mm-hmm. I was very, very interactive. So like for me, I liked interactive things. I did not okay. like stationary thing. Okay. Like if you gave me like so something else about me, I was a, like a I was a very passionate gamer. So like mm-hmm. right from the first Game Boy to the Game Boy Color Advance to the PlayStation, PlayStation yeah, yeah, One, yeah. Two, Three, Four. and probably now five and, now and five. different and you know like just you know these i remember pokemon with these transfer cables oh, and 
ಟಾಮಾಗುಚಿ Oh yeah, the Tamagotchi. Oh, uh, yeah. Like they were like small uh, devices that you kind of grew, uh, grew a pet kind of a thing, right? Inside. So, if you see a concept of a Tamagotchi today, it's actually kind yeah. of brilliant because it was the first digital pet. Today we are in, yeah, yeah, yeah. we are in the most digital world possible, but that was a digital pet. So you know, if you didn't feed it or you know clean its poop or take it for a walk, it would actually die. So there yeah, was a there was yeah, a yeah, pen yeah. that actually kind of reset its life from behind. but like if you couldn't like take care of a pet like you had a something called a tamaguchi so like mm-hmm. it was just super curious and like just super interesting but that's yeah that's but abhishek really... yeah but like you know to get on your side of the story like i would rather play the game and like probably play like games like tekken and interact with you rather than you know <laughs> like playing with these moves which was i don't know just not my thing <laughs> okay so uh, like uh, like uh according to the recording like we have 5 minutes left so i'll share another link after this and we'll continue that i didn't know this was going to last long because it is getting so interesting <laughs> the, the beginning of our conversation only took so much dude we are discussing pokemon <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course okay so uh i'll just uh, share another link after this next uh-huh. question and then we'll continue on the next link so krish like the next question i would like to ask you is like after you know Uh, like your relationship with tech is very interactive so i would like to tell like how has lockdown made the people so much involved with tech like using tech because before lockdown everyone used to go outside get their work done they can physically go there because they are used to that because they are used to doing it the, in, in the old way but now since lockdown started you you're stuck in your house you can't go anywhere which has made people to adapt to use technology so like how what was your reaction of how people started using technology more in lockdown so the thing is that um, so there's this one very uh, there's this one very famous saying that i like to say you know opportunity and adversity mm-hmm. and i would also say one more thing that creativity is also kind of stem from adversity and if i could kind of uh evolve that statement to say the the creator or like rather innovation is also from adversity right for example um, limited resources and that's typically how indian jugad came across right but yeah. to come back straight to your question saying that how did tech kind of suddenly do that so i think the the whole dependency on tech started typically when jio came into a system and when i say jio means an entire era when data became really cheaper and more mm-hmm. accessible i remember that when we used to have like phones with just edge data was super expensive like you know with wap you know wap yeah, and we used to yeah, play yeah, these yeah. these these games on the on the engage you remember and like <laughs> browsing in that time <laughs> like know, used yeah. to like browse just to google like oh you got an information on google it was like whoa i got it on my fingertips <laughs> today yeah. everything and what happened is that after what happened is that suddenly overnight nokia became obsolete suddenly overnight blackberry became obsolete mm-hmm. so things just started evolving very very fast like devices today 
devices today are so expensive you can it's literally more expensive than even like a vehicle and just yeah. to fathom that fact is 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 very intriguing today if i tell you 10 years back would you would you consider buying a phone for 20 25000 rupees like no but today phones have gone even to the segments of lakhs Mm-hmm. yeah so to say that data becoming faster and phones becoming better that shift happened but what lockdown did was like it kind of induced it even more there was no access to traditional media like when i'm saying newspapers going out like again exposure of going out absolutely decreased there was no contact so even exposure through magazines changed the mm-hmm. concept of catalogs moved so if you see there were digital substitutes for everything today Pinterest is a what is Pinterest? We've discussed this before. Pinterest is a global catalog. Today, yeah. your millions of books is all gone. Everything is on yeah. Pinterest. Like today, why yeah. did you go to a, to a catalog to get inspiration? But today, Pinterest is a is a catalog on a global level. Right from whatever you want to do. If today you were doing your house, your interiors would come with like a whole suitcase. Like do this, 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 this. Today, <laughs> it's all on a click of a button. and the funny thing in all of this was uh, like you mentioned like with newspapers and uh, magazines and everything all of them are not working anymore like literally i think in the pr- uh, previous year or the last two years at least uh, even in my mba because i was focusing on media we've been getting asked the same question about do you think newspapers will be obsolete in the next 10 years 15 years uh, or so on and to an extent like we did not expect it would happen or rather they aren't obsolete but like the way they've changed from the physical form to the digital era at the moment has 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 been so quick just because of this one year uh just because of the pandemic like it's quite crazy to see that difference so so like you know because the pandemic came set upon us right so it kind of induced yeah. this movement to kind of move on like like every other situation like like we say like opportunity or creativity in like adversity so you are not going to mm-hmm. not read the news so then you are limited to your to your television which again we discussed like how the ott platforms have kind of taken over and everything became on the phone so we actually sent out a report that there was increase in consumption of spike about 40 to 45% so today when mm-hmm. you have everything on a single device right from entertainment to news to work to business everything yeah. became in that and you know further to this like you know in the next couple of questions i'm going to tell you like how even there was a shift in consumer pattern over commerce okay yeah so we were discussing like how uh, commerce and yeah. so this whole pandemic induced upon us right i think it's been a very adaptive measure to like so human beings are known to adapt right so mm-hmm. when you have technology as a substitute more than a shift we saw technology as the next alternative option to get kind of process and use in everything So we had this report where there was a sudden spike of increase in digital consumption of more than forty to fifty percent, and mm-hmm. the thing is that everyone was on it, and it was kind of unifying you by a platform. So the dependency and what typically happened is that um, everything moved towards apps, right? Mm-hmm. So the dependency on tech started becoming induced upon people. So more than we being de- more than tech being dependent on us, businesses started using the digital use use case. to kind of in, instill uh, instill kind of business processes using tech so they kind of imposed it on the people and then people started getting friendly with it and it became a new normal mm-hmm. and that's how digital actually became the new normal today you want to order food zomato swiggy yeah. yeah you want to order for example there's something kind of broken in the house urban club urban club oh, your yeah. entertainment 
like today you know open clap right yeah right from yeah. your uh, on demand electricians painters carpenters today it used to be so, such a hassle to get some 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 of these things in place today on a click of a button no conversation at all you get it mm-hmm. okay a commute today taxi when you were taking taxis when you were young did we ever distinguish between a kali pili or a or an uber or an ola never no. today imagine the concept if when you were young of getting a taxi to your doorstep with the press of a button without any communication absolutely brilliant and the fact that so, we, how you said sorry krish like the fact we don't even use the word taxi anymore we use the word ola uber like chalo like let's yeah. book an uber it's not like let's book a taxi it's like let's book an uber so like that's yeah. how change that's how drastic this change has become yeah so you see the adapt and man is a social animal they will adapt to the situation so giving the pandemic situation they would adapt to resources available to them right so everything mm-hmm. became available on the phone so phone yeah. typically is your lifeline today your work is on the phone your uh, entertainment is on your phone when you were when, when you have a group meeting okay you would go on your zoom calls or your or your google meets or your whatsapp mm-hmm. video calls or your facetimes of the world everything moved to your phone today you have entered you don't even if you didn't have a tv you can typically watch tv on your phone through ott platforms you can watch tv shows on you can watch movies on your phone you can order food on your phone so your phone is literally everything yeah or a computer for that matter so every your entire lifestyle moved there so that sudden shift was that shift of moving to digital was gradual because digital is not a novelty today but the yeah. masses and even the elderly audiences moving towards a lot of technology during the lockdown has come because there was no other alternative hmm. like we discussed if you remember the starting of the lockdown ludo was a rage oh yeah, yeah that's everybody was playing it like even my mom started so, playing ludo all <laughs> our parents are moms and like scrabble ludo today i think the new rage is among us or something the yeah, new yeah, among us yeah yeah, yeah yeah so these trends are going on coming pubg i mean wow there were people, <laughs> i mean i think they were playing for like hours i remember hours, yeah. i think in our own office had like 3 4 pubg yeah games. yeah <laughs> That's why those right. targets weren't met. That's why those targets weren't. Met. <laughs> no, but like it was, it it was a thing. It brought people together, and their whole concept of gaming with like live chatting, I mm-hmm. think that just brought people closer together virtually. Yeah, yeah, true. So even if you didn't meet your friends for a while, and you were just like playing PUBG with them every day for a couple of hours, you just feel like oh shit, I like I'm literally. You already hung out. Yeah. You yeah. already hung out. Exactly right. Yeah. Because when you hang out, what you do, you do a common activity in best interest by definition, and you have a great time together. Mm-hmm. This yeah. just moved like virtually. And I would also and, like uh, to yeah. sorry, yeah, continue, Aish. I was just gonna uh, like question further on the same topic that now that we've like had such a change, such a drastic change over the past year, uh, the more like things start going back to normal in a way, like if. when we don't know when the pandemic will actually be over but whenever it does do you think like quite a few things will have changed like quite a, lo- a lot of companies won't need their office spaces because they are already working more efficiently without like a proper big space of, uh, for an office where people, some like only a few employees need to come while the others are working from home or uh, things like krish, that krish before you answer that i but i have an opposite opinion about this because i've heard many people really? say they miss the office experience like they don't like the work from home thing like because working huh. in an office is really like much 
interest like it's much more hands on if you see you can focus more i guess yeah, yeah so krish like how have you dealt with this like what is your opinion about it a uh, very very interesting point before we touch upon this office piece i just want to conclude that previous discussion about how commerce yeah. as uh-huh. well in the pandemic moved digitally like we spoke about lifestyle we spoke about news stock market we spoke about entertainment but we did not speak about commerce now today sure. i don't know like a lot of people who are actually listening to us or even you guys at an individual level when you bought groceries for that matter people who were living in societies they were ordering things from whatsapp mm-hmm. and a lot of commerce happened through whatsapp building building chats or you know like society groups and people were selling in bulk through those kind of channels which may not mm-hmm. probably have been explored in the past so amidst the pandemic a complete new shift happened that that physical store experience kind of got replaced with the amazons and your e-tails of the world right yeah so and i think before we started this podcast i think we discussed something very interesting saying that the rule of habit that 21 days is a habit 19 days is a lifestyle right and 10000 hours to master a skill so today we are seven months into the six to seven months into the pandemic so you are seeing when things move back to normal so i am afraid to say that this is the new normal this is the new yeah okay and krish uh, another thing to close off this conversation for this question like as you said like you know many people started becoming comfortable with technology because they were forced to adapt the i found that the voice search results like people using voice assistants like google siri alexa it has skyrocketed pandemic because people have started doing voice searches more because of the convenience and they have started figuring it out more so like even my parents like my dad and my mom use alexa so often like i don't even get to use it anymore and uh, another thing like as you, as i said voice search has taken a big uh, leap i also want to say like you know we didn't even know what dunzo was before lockdown like an app called dunzo it like it's a hyper local deal like if you want anything they'll just deliver yeah. like medicines or anything so what is your reaction that's what i'm saying like commerce like your day to day activity like we spoke about taxi we spoke about imagine getting a carpenter on demand on a button yeah. it's very today it's absolutely normal but just think about it 10 15 years previously it's it's mind blowing it's kind of standardized things and now you brought up something like dunzo let's not go by definition definition of hyperlocal delivery but swiggy started its own version or whatever these own tech giants are the own yeah, version yeah 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 it's called like literally um a genie imagine you know the magic line you rub and say that hey i want pizza today and it will just appear yeah that's actually what's happening like today i know a story so dunzo still getting implemented well in bombay but you know people in bangalore have actually dunzo themselves what do you know this why <laughs> no bangalore bangalore so what is it say hyperlocal by definition hyperlocal delivery will deliver anything to you yeah so yeah. bangalore has a massive traffic problem oh, okay it's almost and to break the traffic like there are like bike cabs or whatever is there but i know people who have actually dunzo themselves to another person what 
Like for example, if I have to done, if I have to come to something, like literally, I'm the parcel. Like they've done so themselves. However crazy it may sound. Oh, and India is a, is a India is a land of frugal <laughs> innovation. It's called Jugaad, right? Imagine Danzoing yeah, yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, Abhishek, we used to do. <laughs> you know, Abhishek, we used to do secret secret Santa in office, right? Yeah, yeah. I know somebody who had to buy his boss a gift. He literally Danzoed something. Or rather, his boss had to buy his his uh, his elf or whatever a gift. Sorry, huh. and he literally pressed a button. He wrote some instructions. The Danzo guy actually went to Zara and he sent him photos of where he bought a shirt for that guy and came back to office. Oh my god! <laughs> and that guy was more than willing to do it, and it was it was like a win-win situation. And it's just crazy, like on a click of a button, this is happening. It's being facilitated. So now, what we want to actually comment is like we're trying to kind of put structure to this conversation and join the dots, mm-hmm. saying that what's actually happening is that everything is the same. But if you see the way we're interacting, or what we call as the interface, is evolving. Mm-hmm. Is evolving, yeah. Okay. The interface. <clears throat> so what exactly is an application today? What exactly is an application today? Most problems have been solved. Today, the challenge is like when you talk about tech startups is. Who is solving the problem better, or who is probably today solving gaps in the problem? Hmm. So today, the big the big unicorns are established. The new guys who are coming, they are not taking on big unicorns head to head, but they are solving the stock gaps in the problem. Like you said, mm-hmm. hyper local delivery, logistic gaps, product gaps, service gaps. So those things which are kind of you know like kind of joining the fibers in the system, those companies are doing really well today. and that's basically nothing but the evolution of interface to break it not to be too technical interface is basically how you interact with a certain thing so that way we were interacting with that particular thing is kind of evolved can you imagine today get ordering food the traditional way saying hi i want to order a pizza and you know the anxiety levels not knowing where your delivery boy is or is your food actually going to come hmm Yeah, I did another webinar. Like I remember having this experience on a Sunday. You know, like typically it's an Indian thing that Sunday dinner you want to order from out. True. Yeah. How many times have you ordered food from a restaurant on a Sunday and the food is not shown up? <laughs> yeah. I'm talking. And, about and then the you 90s. call up and then you're like, they're like, no, no, we didn't like send anybody. Or like, dust minutes. Yeah. Or dust minute, dust minute, dust minute, dust minute. Dust minute. Yeah. Konsa khana? Sorry, sir. Yahan se koi order nahi yeah, mila yeah, yeah. and just and you're just. standard imagine that level of breathing saying that yo where's my food <laughs> yeah yeah so the mannerism and the interface is becoming different now boys i want to drop one statement which i have been kind of propagating since a while before we move towards this whole work from home situation is mm-hmm. like scrolling scrolling is the new smoking okay <laughs> that's a t-shirt that's a t-shirt yeah. <laughs> that's a That's actually a, but that's like, so pertinent. It's so true. Like if we, if I had to name this podcast or what we're just discussing about or what we're doing in today's life is literally scrolling is the new smoking. The new smoking. Guys, yeah. just go to your screen time and see the kind of screen time you're spending. Yeah. And okay. coming back to the tech part, today new apps cannot have a they they have a problem of making it towards real estate of a phone. Okay. When I say real estate means the memory of a phone, mm-hmm. just see the kind of apps you're using on a daily basis. There's no room for something new. Okay. Like the latest addition would be like a Ludo or a Dunzo, because that's the new things getting done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's literally like a like an online butler. 
Okay. It's, right. it's like one. If you've already created like a habit from a particular app, and if uh, it's basically your, you don't want a different one that does the same thing. You want you, you want something that would, as you said, like bring that extra stopgap problem so, uh, solutions, and that's when you'll actually add something in, right? Imagine, it's the hook and sling model. Yeah. Imagine everything is the same today. Your twenty-one days of ordering food from out. You are getting the works at your doorstep. It's become the new normal. Simple. Yep. So today, if I'm typing something, but the same thing is being done. Hey Siri, remind me to take a meeting tomorrow at 10 p.m. with Abhishek. My phone is okay. kept aside. Okay. Your reminder is set for tomorrow, 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the phone is kept on the side. I just said this, and it's done. More efficient and faster to do that than just like typing it out, going to an app. Yeah. But technically, just to break it for you, what is happening? Like, remember we said whether types of thing to say how and not wow. Yeah. Technically, what is it doing? It's taking a process, it's deciphering it and breaking into text. It's taking mm-hmm. the keyword to trigger a task, and instead of me going to you know the traditional Windows, how we have a definition of a computer, start programs. You remember. The Windows 98 start programs, yeah. accessories, yeah. Uh, calendar, <laughs> yeah. make a new task. Yeah. Remember that typical yeah. Yeah. user journey, that start button which was so vital. Yeah. <laughs> like when that that feeling when we bought a computer back in the day. Oh, I'm going to press the start button. Like wow, mm-hmm. this menu and those small sounds of user experience and interaction. Today, yeah. that same thing has been taken by breaking it down into a task. And internally clicking on the starts programs accessories calendar make yep. a new task tomorrow meeting 10 p.m. done. Yeah. Yeah, and so like Krish said, like solving yeah. making tasks better and faster. Okay, uh, Krish is hitting nostalgia so bad now. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember the Windows 98 sound like. So that that was the story, right? When we started with saying that our whole. journey or our digital consumption moved towards technology and i mm-hmm. or rather our digital consumption increased by multiple folds right because we discuss yeah. an entire ecosystem today like even yeah. like if you talk about even presto like even your laundry everything is on your phone right mm-hmm. everything is on your phone so when we moved to work like you know when this whole pandemic came and you're saying how are you dealing with it as an agency or you know different kind of thing so there are there are there are two sides of the story one the thing is that you know when you are working on a very individual basis yeah you possibly could be slightly more productive because you have a set task to do and mm-hmm. people who want to achieve a lot more in a day can be like oh listen i can do this myself and i can work from home and kind of building there second mm-hmm. thing i believe a lot in this whole process of atmosphere like today you know so example some there's a dialogue like keep your work at work and keep your home keep at home, uh, home but at today home. we are living in a very hybrid culture mm-hmm. so some people just don't like to touch work at work or sorry don't like to touch their work at home right so keeping that school of thought how people are comfortable doing it on an individual level if today you are waking up you wake up to your office mm-hmm. and what you are actually kind of doing like today we where typical mumbai cars we live in the hustle and bustle of the city so the very frustrating part is um commuting yeah so you know like 
but the entire routine like today we are addicted to our morning routines right you know waking up either working out or having a shower processing what you're going to plan for the day you know replying to your emails coming back going to office with a very specific task so that is a very like it's it's again it's like second nature right but again suddenly when you saw like work from home you have to adapt very quickly Mm-hmm. so what my experience and what i'm not talking about as a founder today i'm talking about as an individual and today is very rare that we get to talk as individuals because a lot usually we are representing you know a bunch of 100 like 100 yeah. odd people plus we are representing yeah. our stature we are representing what we stand for every word is dissected today i'm talking as an individual like personally for example If example your colleagues, right? If we are colleagues, actually, say Abhishek and I were colleagues. Abhishek has his own set of targets and tasks to complete in a day. Likewise mm-hmm. for us, we also have a set of targets and the kind of you know kind of work list that we need to accomplish in a day. The kind of work is different, but the routine is no different. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A similar yeah. thing of like going expected to wake up to your laptop. Like you said, there's no working hours. Now there's no working hours means working hours have been taken for a for a ride. And yeah. as agency, it's not like it's we as founders or anything like that. It's a it's a culmination of an ecosystem. Today clients call us. Today our staff members call us also at odd hours, or they reply to at odd hours. So it's a it's a it's a very collaborative piece. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that I don't think there's anything wrong in it. It's just a different way of adapting because at least you're you know. for me on the flip side the way i see things in a brighter future that at least i'm productive and having something yeah. to be keeping my mind occupied in you know 12 14 15 16 hours a day from morning to night rather than you know dwelling upon media and these you know these in, so you know what's happened with today's with with, with the, the the counter into what today's is a lot of people with the access of social media like abhishek and you know ayush you can really you know kind of connect to what i'm saying because they read so much mm-hmm. stuff and a lot of people put out all these content and memes like today yeah. we you know memes is the new way of marketing yeah we kind of victimize ourselves <laughs> yeah you know there's absolutely no problem but we victimize no. ourselves by reading yes there's a business situation some of us some of us face salary cuts some of us face like work from home some of us face like a lot of other things but at least we were productive and we were able to channelize our energy in a very positive way and we are preparing upskilling for the new future because it's a situation we not prepared mm-hmm. for this yeah true like you know how a typical engineer or a interview would say sir ye auto syllabus hai <laughs> yeah 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 right no but that's yeah. that's like so true because uh, as you like even with the memes right like you're saying we victimize ourselves and before this the the exact phrase that you said was like scrolling is the new smoking that's literally like that addiction is just becoming worse for us as well because we have every time you're not doing anything or you're free for a moment you're on your phone just looking and that looking at memes and all those kind of things so if you don't if you aren't productive you're you're somehow going to be stuck in that one loop of just yeah. uh, watching and looking and there's so much content like you said that you're stuck it's just that loop you can't go anywhere so you know like work from home like this whole shift in paradigm again was very different and i i try to believe that every individual is a leader every individual mm-hmm. is a businessman whether you're an artist or you're in creative for example you're in creative you're a writer so i think you have to take ownership for your own stuff so if you have a business conversation with your say i'm saying not your bosses or your seniors but you know with your parents or another generation 
they have a very different side and you know the way we victimize ourselves as of today it's crazy like today we if we had a 14 hour shift or we had a 60 hour working weekend we said like oh shit we are overworked god damn but yeah. if you tell your father like dude this is your time to work <laughs> right yeah. like this is how we made it it's part of the process Mm-hmm. So that is just a very, you know, that one thing that I wanted to say that you know this whole work from home and this, you know, this influence of media has kind of made us victimize ourselves. And here I'm talking about as an individual representing myself as a lot of other people as well. A lot of it we're doing a lot of image management, perspective management because you see today when we look at something or when we are approaching the pandemic, there's nobody that we can look up to. Hmm. There's no sir. Abhi kya hoga? Or like so now what's next? Yeah. Right. So today it's like speaking directly, like completely dissected. So coming back to the work from home piece. Now there is a second flip side to this. There is a second flip side. Now because of the situation, some people, some of us don't have the infrastructure to work from home. That yeah, becomes yeah. a little bit of an issue. So again, that's adaptive. How we have to find our space because you know it is what it is. You can't do it because the risk is too high today as an organization. you don't want your team to come to office because by chance if something happens to something you don't want to be responsible for that so so the samaj zone of the infrastructure today most of the time like you know you've seen the memes half your time that could have been like in in a physical space could have been like the yeah, abhishek let's 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 dwell upon this concept i read yesterday like okay cool let, let let me write something and you know we'll you know bounce it off and say the next hour or let's have a working lunch and let's doing it if i have to do the same thing right now be like Hey, are you free? Um, I do have any calls. Let's schedule this call at twelve thirty. I want to like bounce off an idea. First ten minutes would be like, hello, hello. Can you hear me? Am I audible? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there a network problem? This that, this that. And you know yeah. that entire whole process is just broken in a in a face to face meeting. And I feel that this is not a long term solution. Like as I told you, individual tasks can be really well broken down, but collaborative mm-hmm. tasks are very very difficult very to difficult. over. Okay. Yeah. In terms of body language, in terms of vibe, in terms of reaction, how are you processing? For example, when I'm looking at you today, you're kind of agreeing with me. You're kind of you're able to kind of uh, vicariously live what I'm saying in the last six yeah. months. But today, if I didn't, if I couldn't see you, I don't know your reaction. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't For know example, if you, like how, if you were agreeing at all in this case, like. <laughs> What was going on in this podcast would have been completely different if there was no view, yeah. like video. Exactly. Like for example, if if say I'm discussing a concept with you, Ayush. Okay. Say let's yeah. we're talking about a campaign for like let's talk about fintech. Mm-hmm. If I just like okay, listen, we have a fintech project. You need to create this this wealth management campaign for microfinance for the for a millennial investor. Right. if i got a reaction from you with your eyes popping out saying that uh, you know with a thought bubble saying i have absolutely no no clue what you've just spoken in the last 2 minutes we can collaborate and like discuss it out yeah yeah so that collaborativeness that cohesiveness is missing do i miss my office does abhishek miss his office does ayush miss his office 100% well yeah yeah but right now which is making do and today you 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 hear companies like tcs facebook of course it's a it's a culture diversity that mm-hmm. today we try to copy the west but can we be the west no because our entire corporate organization 
right from school like we spoke about structure always requires a whip mm-hmm. that sense of level of independence and ownership and self thinking has not come into our culture here however much we try to say that we've done our organizations whatever industry you may be in require that whip that sir culture it's not there in the west so when you hear things like oh facebook and you hear instagram okay these offices have announced work from home they're sending them kits and all that but we don't realize as because we just hear this and again victimize ourselves but we don't realize mm-hmm. that the level of ownership that they take is different that they are taskmasters today i read this one article on linkedin saying that hey this one company has induced this whole uh, this uh, this check in check out software it's invading into our privacy and i'm just thinking like when you talk to like do you have do you guys have some counterparts in the west when they sign into their work they have to be logged in for 12 to 14 hours on slack there's no structured call or calling or hey get this task done there's just one drop yes one line task for the day get this campaign written on this your online and by a particular time if you're not submitting that task your mark absent and if you're not online you're questioned because people take ownership for themselves so mm-hmm. you know coming to that question that are we looking at a complete culture shift in adversity because of work from home probably but for us to reach that level of maturity is going to take some time take some time mm-hmm. but how we okay. have reacted to the situation today i don't think we are in a position to open offices or gradually open offices because work from home has been there Mm-hmm. so there's a very different level of agreement and we have to make do with what we have and today there's something called organization protocol mm-hmm. which again team members and all like even at an individual you know what i'm you know what i'm trying to say like we just victimize ourselves for nothing for that matter mm-hmm. even from a business angle oh the government has given this amount of stimulus to this company or oh, they are opening their businesses pre pandemic but every situation has its own pros and cons yeah so to conclude and summarize this like definitely work from home has its pros and cons and right now is this a permanent solution i would be like we're adapting because it's been so long so at the moment it's kind of normal what the future entails for us we don't know no no for sure yeah that can it be a can it be a hybrid system where there can be a balance of execution from home and work probably mm-hmm. but yeah. there are certain businesses which have to work in physical like manufacturing for sure you can't yeah. work from home manufacturing for sure mm-hmm. yeah that's there. that's yeah. true <laughs> that's there. i'm just imagining now <laughs> right and you guys can relate to what i'm saying right yeah 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 definitely like especially like when you talk about uh, getting the work done and being the owner of your own work when you're at home as an individual uh, there are quite a few times you will like and with the same part about victimizing ourselves does come into this aspect that we know that we have to get something done the deadline is this time but we don't have those workers anymore that we are going to spend that much time to do it at that like a particular set time that i, Now, I believe in balance Today, yeah. if you're balanced and you're you're a taskmaster like America or like the the like forget America like the West, yeah, you finish your stuff and nobody's going to question you. You don't need to have these tracking softwares or anything in place. True, true. But people start victimizing themselves as an excuse. Be like, do I like? The question comes to arises: Does the millennial not want to work, or do they not want to take their work seriously? 
so so at the end of the day even if the tech is evolving for for people to work from home we aren't evolved enough at the moment to actually do that our mindset i In think our, that's a, that's and yeah. you know that's that's the that's the level of exposure that we need as a, as a mindset of you know and that's what coming to office teaches you like a kind of culture yeah body language okay yeah and that cohesiveness right yeah true are then it becomes a very chalta hai attitude if he's not doing it <laughs> why should i do it yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and today, if you're working, and say in the middle, you're taking your lunch breaks, you're taking your naps, and everything, but you end up working because you've not compensated for these hours. You end up working till twelve one in the night. Like you know, it comes back to the second question of productivity yeah. versus efficiency. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. True. So, so work from home. Actually, what the whole conversation has stemmed from this whole adversity to work from home and adapt to the new normal. but it has mainly moved towards this whole productivity versus efficiency kind of question yeah yeah and i feel that is what the bothersome pain point is for even business owners and employees vice versa ki what are the level of expectations true okay so we tackled upon infrastructure and productivity versus efficiency krish my next question would be like as your a business owner in the advertising and marketing industry how do you think tech has transformed the this industry as well because before lockdown print was dominating but now everyone is spending like all of the businesses are investing more in their digital verticals and i even found a, a stat where it is said that you know 24% of media buyers stopped their ad spending in q2 while 46% are redirecting their media spend into digital avenues and this is according to the interactive advertising bureau so what is your opinion about this how have you reacted how have you observed things going on into this industry because social media has literally become the only source of advertising if you see like instagram creators are popping up every day because of reels now so yeah krish what is your take on the entire thing so we have a we have a we have a multifold option to this number one let's start with simple logic what is advertising mm-hmm. bringing your product to where your consumers are simple no jargon no print no atl btl digital nothing <laughs> yeah. yeah simple your today because of shift in consumers where's your consumer on digital so by default where's your advertising going to be digital on digital simple as clear as that mm-hmm. and that logic will will kind of behold and represent all your tasks and all, all your stats sorry yeah. it will it will kind of support all your stats very clearly another very very good example today we are in a we are in with today as as we speak today a very great phenomenon of the country is going on that's ipl yeah right now today have you if you guys are watching the ipl Have you guys seen the ads on the IPL? Yeah. They, they have been. Okay, let me let yeah. me let, let me dissect They're that saying. question for you. Which are the ads? There's Cred, there's Dream Eleven. Yeah. yeah. There's Instagram. <laughs> yup. Yep. There are whatever. apps. There are tech companies that are advertising themselves on Dream Eleven rather than anything else. So you yeah. just know what kind of an era we are living in today. Yup. you know that's it's that's that's exactly what i'm trying to say like so today when your consumer is on digital like i told you where are people trading their stocks zero da mm-hmm. 
Virodha, right? You just heard the case study of them becoming the latest billionaires or Virodha yeah. becoming the latest. Listen, they're trading on Virodha and their tr- stock information is on money control. So your consumer mm-hmm. is there. So your business needs are there. Today, if you're traveling, since travel has opened locally, people are more than hotels. They are moving to like these personalized apartments or these villas or stuff like that. So that's again your Airbnb and your Airbnb, uh, yeah. and those kind of platforms of sorts. Then again, your groceries is on your uh, your grofers and big basket. So all your consumption is actually on digital. And Abhishek, mm-hmm. one thing very clearly that we want to discuss is, and Ayush, I want to just bring this to your notice. Where you're on, when you see a print ad, yeah. it kind of sticks into your head and you go back to Google it. Mm. Or when you stumble upon it again, it comes. Where you're on digital, you understand the stickiness. When you see the ad, you click it and it opens there on the spot. Yeah, yeah. And something I was just telling about something about I was just telling about e-commerce, right? The entire whole mm-hmm. commerce strategy. Today, when a when an FFC, when an FMCG company goes from manufacturing to distribution to to retailing, that's how the end consumer actually gets it. Mm-hmm. But today, when you're looking at your brand's D2C strategy, it's straight on a click of button straight to Amazon. Or straight yeah. to your website where you can buy the spot on where you can buy the article or the other product on the spot. So it caters yeah. to somebody's impulse as well. So there is apps and like we also spoke about, like you spoke about like 42%. We send out a report for to all our clients, I think in, in the midst of the pandemic saying there's a 46 percent spike of increase of consumption on digital platforms. Today, like right from our parents to our grandparents were playing Ludos, like they were fa- like our Sunday. Family sessions were Ludo games. So even <laughs> games were having like increase in advertising. So obviously it's it's no brainer that an advertiser is chasing his consumers and today's consumers on digital. So he has no option but to chase the consumers on digital. Okay. And I would I would also like to bring up this one more thing that I observed in this advertising industry. Many brands have started crowdsourcing their advertising. Like as you've seen, like you know, first Pevi called it this. Like you know, they asked all their followers make an ad for us. Like if and the best ones get a prize. Now even Zomato did it recently. Like make an ad for us. If it's good, we'll publish it and we'll share it. So like you know, brands are literally using this lockdown, like because and using their followers to crowdsource their advertising and marketing. So like, how cool is that? It's it's insane, right? So like. Let, let's touch upon two, three topics here, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Number one, you spoke about digital. Now, if you know, digital has even created a brand new segment of content creation called DVC. If you see longer films like Abhishek, even some of the ads that you even you've written or rather we've produced together, you see the depth of the ad. It's much faster than 15 seconds. There's a story, there's a characterization and there's depth to it because why people can relate to it. So the content as well, even the content that we write, that we watch today is so immersive. Like, you know, the characterization, for example, you look at any of these Netflix shows and everything, it's so deep. Again, the question comes back to this whole shift in consumer pattern. Like the way we are consuming our stuff is very different. Today, how many times have you, like we, again, we spoke about the concept of scrolling in the new smoking, right? Like you look yeah. at one piece and you just continue only continuously going on scrolling. And imagine like you nowadays, if you binge, like binge watching is a new movie. Like you binge watch entire 10 hours of content in one day. So imagine the lack of content that is there. Yeah. And amidst the, amidst the lock, lockdown, today when people are looking at you know your digital platforms like for entertainment 
creators are getting a reason to express themselves yeah like i just feel like the recent shows like we speak about mirzapur i'm not lying i finished the show already it's sunday it's two days into the show and i'm done yeah. but it's so gripping and the acting is absolutely mind blowing because it's so like deep into characterization so i believe that a lot more artists have been developed and mm-hmm. our own uh, dark mulga dude you're an artist yourself <laughs> yeah like i remember having brainstorming sessions with you and we were just tripping on some concepts and memes for like hours like you understand what i'm saying so yeah. it gives artists a freedom of expression yeah so yeah what typically happens is freedom of expression wants to be expressed and today what is your what is your today when you had to do photography in in yester years what was your entry barrier a dslr camera a fancy lens today it's a smartphone yeah 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 the fact that we're doing a podcast today with, we don't have a studio we have a concept and we're discussing something to fellow advertisers to fellow enthusiasts to fellow technical people to to fellow people who just in and in and around our industry and beyond mm-hmm. the fact that we can even reach out to them just using this medium of a podca- podcast just says so much about the consumption pattern look yeah. at the way we do ads today yeah. uh today like i would say the way look at the quality of instagram every ad is like a short lived print poster mm, yeah today the amount of that the amount of thought and brains we put into a single post the amount of same communication would go to create a poster and look at how the stickiness is why do we see scrolling is a new smoking because it's so addictive that we want to just consume content so fast mm-hmm. and there is a there is a a, a intangible discussion which i don't want to digress saying that a lot more modern day diseases like anxiety has been caused by social media and digital yeah small 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 uh, i i gave a huge like this whole discussion on the anxiety and you know mental wellness for example children i i gave a talk in my school recently saying that you know because of snapchat how people are flexing and you know people are putting pictures and creating images of their lifestyle which actually doesn't exist for example yeah. on a saturday night actually checking into a taj or you know like you know clicking fancy pictures you know of like say um you know just just creating this illusion of lifestyle and just putting that to people and creating that kind of peer pressure on children or even to us like remember we discussed that like, we are victimizing ourselves using these platforms right yeah. like for example our friend got these brand new pairs of headphones or these shoes or like these these insane things of like sneakers or you know whatever's down your alley whatever you can connect with like dude i need yeah. it Does he actually have it? We don't know. <laughs> They'll post yeah. a picture, and you feel like they've got it, and then you get the that feeling that okay, maybe I'm missing out on something. Why am I? And what is that called? Yeah. Influencer marketing, right? In- Why? Yeah. Because he's a he's he's literally a celebrity who you can relate to. Today, yeah. I'm an influencer, or say I have a certain stature. Today, Abhishek has direct, or Ayush has direct access to me, mm-hmm. as opposed yep. to a a list of celebrity. Yeah. Yep. So you will like okay if this guy is saying something I can relate to this guy I'll probably consume it. Yeah. That's how influencer marketing. But that whole illusion, that victimization has started. So that shift of consumer pattern has gone there. Now coming back to advertising, I think who started this whole trend more than Fevricol was actually Durex. Oh okay. Oh okay. Ah. I remember that tweet. I remember that tweet. I remember yeah, that tweet. Yeah. So Durex was the one who actually started this, and we know. There are two things. One is about consumers, and there's something about being cool. And if you remember, Dhat uh, Mulga, they had these advertising pieces of you know this Audi versus BMW versus Bentley. 
like yeah. what we call oh, as yeah. provocative provocative advertising then we called uh, 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 which is the other one mcdonald's versus burger king yeah yeah you know those those kind of thing coke versus yes. pepsi the competitive marketing like yeah so if you see these if you see these books in office that we had kept remember that book i had given you that yes. book i said read at least one ad a day what is that book called that dnad advertising sample dnad, DNAD advertising so these were these were all books from generation and i purposely went to the nostalgic books because that was that was campaigns thought of without exposure to digital you know that's the right yeah. that's the research that's the level of consumer depth they went into the packaging the yeah. bottling everything so if you see brands like coca cola durex these are all are like mecca of advertising yeah yeah when you when you look at when you look at the modern day people a lot of minimal advertising came into place or like you know different kinds of minimalism or you know like messaging meme advertising it came into mm-hmm. place because if you remember something that i told you back in the day in today's date it's not about your content content is become gold standard because there's lack of content so if your content is not good by default i think content has become like a hygiene factor today so content is not king anymore it's hygiene what is king yeah. today is context yeah and if you infuse your technology with advertising today let me let me ask you a question when is the last time you saw a, a santur ad or a liril ad never in wow. never. oh god knows how long now there's a reason for that it's not like the ads don't exist is just that is not being showcased to you because in your ecosystem today's generation you are seeing in today's ecosystem you are being served ads that are customized to only you if yeah. you pick up your grandmother's phone or your father's phone the advertising or the ads that you will see are very different because their consumption pattern is very different mm-hmm. and to conclude yeah. this statement they like if you want to see an ad today you just talk to your phone and you'll see the ad earlier your traditional media was like my channel like today we learn about target audience we learn about consumer patterns we learn about uh, we learn about buying synergies we you know all these buying personas today when you if you were talking about a movie like my channel it was general public mm-hmm. only on a on a sunday blockbuster matinee would they show some show or something then the whole family would watch it together but the general public the general public was the mass so they would show ads that would cater to the mass like you know your elephant cycle agarbattis but i can promise yeah. you on your instagram or any of your ott platforms you will not see these ads none of it yeah so you see the consumption pattern how deep it's become and that is the premise of today's modern day modern day advertising like you spoke about instagram like tiktok shut down overnight <laughs> right but today yeah, you know yeah. in india there are at least four to five versions of very high class tiktoks which are mimicked oh, yeah. in real yeah yeah yeah, yeah. talking player, about mx player started something called takatak i guess takatak takatak yeah. instagram reels you look at uh, josh just see the interface oh, yeah. yeah so we talk about tech so in tech there's a golden rule in user experience that you don't change convention mm-hmm. so tiktok set a convention but today there are i think so many more tiktok because so many people freedom of expression came and they found it bloody good like the way the event was like abhishek they're talking about like you know how we were doing it like even office at a very like on a very day to day basis like you know modern day direction modern day like cinematography modern day like you know creation modern day like you know shots modern day writing it's so sticky you can relate to them and again your entry barrier being this 
so that freedom of expression even more amplified during lockdown it give people to express themselves whether it's like multiple levels of talent dance gym cooking the works akrish uh, the point that you brought up now like many people expressing themselves i've found this trend that the uh, like we know there are influencers and creators in our industry but in the lockdown many people who are bored started like you know many people made a page to express their art like one of my friends yeah. like he is a dancer but he never used to like you know uh, exploit his page so aggressively but during lockdown he's been doing dancing sessions and posting it on social media like doing choreographies to singers ke songs and music and not only that like artists are making their own page like gamers are making their own page like the twitch and discord community is like on fire right now Oh so my like, god yeah even the general public is starting to you know shape into that creator uh, avatar of themselves like they are making pages of themselves expressing now what like, is the underlying thought that creative creativity has no barrier creativity yeah. has no hierarchy creative mm-hmm. is what the human mind is and collateral and unilateral creativity is the essence there is one very beautiful book called creative thinking i must recommend it to you i'll share the artist with you it's unreal they like organizations big organizations are built on creative thinking it's not like oh because you're an accountant or you're a writer or creativity is not dependent on one department creativity is a freedom of expression it's a way of life mm-hmm. and again joining the dots right so that what i was trying to say is that dwelling like you spoke about instagram reels i think it's the freedom of expression had come across a lot today i know so many businessmen have because of their passion for for fitness they become trainers and they all have ten ten clients and they're doing well today every man is a social animal they they thrive on minor milestones right what we spoke about gratification yeah today instagram has gone into this illusion of illusion of gratification what is our gratification likes comments shares and today so, what is the golden root of what is the golden rule of creating a page or on instagram there are only two things either your followers are getting entertained by you or they are learning from you they are only two reasons to follow a page today agreed in these yeah. two mm-hmm. very inseparable buckets it's either entertainment or education or they are learning yeah so when you look at your friend who's dancing look at my friend who's cooking look about somebody yeah. they are either either getting inspired or they learning right Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Or, or you feel a friend who like comedian, or like this is getting like entertained. Yeah. I mean, me so and like, Aishman, sorry, me and Aishman literally started podcasts in the <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that is like we relate to what we've been saying. Like you know that expression is so you know letting us do things like the like for us the entry barrier is Zoom right now. <laughs> exactly so what i'm saying is kind of giving structure to exactly what everybody is trying to just communicate in the last 7 months and this mm-hmm. is come with a lot of micro observations a lot of you know like speaking to people and everything so when you coming back and closing the loop of that question that you know zomato and uh, fevicol right when you look at these yeah. kind of brands they they look at themselves as the modern day of the or you know they modern day right up there and uh, people look up to them you know with their different levels of campaigns and the level of you know just by virtue of the product that you can relate to fevicol to everything mm-hmm. like fevicol became now i'll tell you another reason fevicol became the xerox 
like Durex was the Xerox of condoms, Fevicol yeah. is like the Xerox of glues. And mm-hmm. let's be honest, in India at least or South Asia, Zomato is the Xerox of food. Mm. Yeah, true. So automatically it kind of attracted people and you know, like Fevicol did this very, if you see their ads, like you know, right from the Fevicol ad where they're shaking and they yeah. just take yeah, that yeah, 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 quick, yeah. you know that it is yeah. Put it down and the ad was absurd, but today you can still like. I think that's one ad we all somehow remember for sure yeah. in our heads. That just like that stick going into the river. So what what do these guys do? Like they took these Indian emotions, yeah. and they gave artists a freedom of expression. True. Whether anybody actually got selected or gratification for it, it was that freedom of expression. Be like, wow, maybe I can express myself for this brand. Yeah. So advertising has a twofold approach. One is on a consumer level is chasing your consumers. And for us advertisers, what is it? Why are we in the industry? Because it's today because it's tech enabled. So it's a culmination of technology and innovation coupled with freedom of expression. Yeah. Obviously underlying of research and a lot of more reading and stuff like that. But that is where what, what the advertising industry is today, right? Yeah. So Krish, when are I wouldn't be sh- surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if a modern day creative director or something is a young guy because his ability to think in a fast paced way is very different from a, from a traditional, you know, creating a post and yeah. a template because digital is super fast. Yeah. And there's another so trend that, we, and there's another trend that we saw is like, you know, in when lockdown primarily started in the initial parts, we saw many video ads on a zoom platform. So like, you know, many ads had that, like how we are interacting now, many ads and many shows started, started using this uh, video conferencing. So like ads, like literally actors were speaking to themselves on video calls and like recording this so-called ad that is doing. And they used to do it. Like they used to post this entire scene that they were doing in the zoom call itself. And even show Abhishek, how many did we write? We how many did we write ourselves for brands? Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. So the point is again context. Today, when when people show that ad of Zoom, people were like, "Wow!" Even ads are now on Zoom, or like they're producing on Zoom. So the relatability of that trending piece was there today. As of today, those ads of Zooms are not there anymore. Yeah. But for those two three months when it was trending. Yep. That typical home production and that zoom ad of how they were relating even actors at that level, it was like. I remember yeah. the Budweiser ad, like they did it with the comedians, like what's up? Like if you what's see. <laughs> yeah. What's up? yeah, so that was that trend. Then you know, like the entire whole thing, even we had we had written one ad for a for a rice brand in America of mm-hmm. like a product to farm. So it, it actually started, this whole ad started, like the screenplay of it started with uh, an ad being written on Zoom. Or this 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 Indian guy or this, this Indian person who's feeling is stuck in America in the in the pandemic. And you know that Maka Hat or that Indian ka khana, that chawal yeah. and you know that yeah. feeling calling his mother and he's talking like ha ma. You know that that emotion and it's going with that whole Indian ka khet. And it's you no know, like panning into this whole thing. So that whole ad started like that. 
it was about I, the trend yeah i even remember like uh, when i was working in toggle it's like uh, the uh, we had a client called gets so like when the lockdown started so like they wanted to make a video ad uh, so that suits like you know that fits into the pandemic uh, ka status and the nature so like me and mohammed one of our fellow copywriters like we actually wrote a script where like a grandmother is talking to uh, you know his son and a daughter on a zoom call and you know they are pulling each other's <laughs> legs so like literally like we made like you know they must have zoom called their parents and we can i literally make an ad like you know putting actors in the zoom call and making them conversate and just ho- recording that whole conversation like it's we made like the script was basically a zoom call yeah it, it's song. brilliant right because it was that was the nature of communication of zoom right and today when you look at food as an industry during the during the heart of the lockdown you have absolutely no entertainment mm-hmm. you are not moving out of your house you are not buying anything so your only form of indulgence was food your yeah. only form of indulgence was food yeah so that whole concept of just eating everyone became a master chef the whole concept of just eating everything and again like you know as we said innovation one of the drivers of innovation is adversity with limited resources how do you get restaurant food in your house yeah i even i mean it all started with like the whole dalgona coffee thing right like just oh, just a little bit of coffee powder yeah <laughs> and hot water it's the same adversity thing like you have limited stock but you're using that stock to make like something that would seem really high class as such. and and as i use all presentation yep yeah. all presentation and packaging Yeah, yeah, and I even 100%. remember Ayushman, like you know, uh, like Ayushman has his own podcast called the Sheepil. I remember, like he doesn't only have a podcast; like his Sheepil's <laughs> ka page is another different thing. So, like he's actually, uh, I, let me tell you this, Krish, like what he's doing on oh, that. Wow. He's actually making like games on stories, like Instagram stories, like making like a mystery hunt game. He's actually like using this platform in the pandemic, and like he's literally creating the physical manifestations of games and quizzes and everything. So like even like like I think the creators are going on like on a full blast mode right now, <laughs> doing everything that they can. Like games are being organized online. Like now you can just play a game with Instagram story, like tap 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 tap. So like. i am really fast fascinated by what is happening right again now. adversity right and today it's again innovation and it comes boils down to freedom of expression so today that i like we summarize it right it's innovation coupled tech enabled innovation coupled mm-hmm. with freedom of expression right yeah. so it's when when the two marry you're creating like basically your captain planet oh, oh. yeah <laughs> so right. krish Krish, yeah. when will we see your Instagram tech page? Ah, so <laughs> a very, 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 tech very review. interesting thing. In fact, I have a friend of mine. I'm going to tell you that I actually uh-huh. have two pages on Instagram that are dormant right now because what yeah. my freedom of expression is that all my friends and family, and if you guys know me, if you follow me, I think Dad Mulga, you follow me. Yeah, Ayush, I think even you do. If you see most of my stories, is about food. Like I love my food a lot. <laughs> and all sorts of different cuisine from all over like right from mm-hmm. the ingredient to like sweets to every i love my food everyone <laughs> who knows me like loves my food and knows how i love my like 
like my textures and everything. And by the way, just for your information, I'm pure vegetarian. Oh. I don't even eat eggs and cake. So like <laughs> I find like substitutes for each and everything. Like you know, I've gone around the globe uh -huh. collecting certain things. So I actually have this page that I've created called Plates and Lenses because I learned phone photography again. Like you know how to take different oh, angles, okay. how to take like different different things, how to you know like edit and you know how to make things look better. So that is one page. And one thing I really wanted to do is that again, right? My 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 passion for teaching was always to bridge the gap of exposure levels and to bridge a gap, mm -hmm. you know, where people can have a conversation on the same wavelength. So yeah. when I talk about gadgets, like I told you about the how piece, I'm very passionate yeah. about gadgets. For example, if I have to buy a single gadget in my house, people get frustrated. Or if, if today, like somebody, like a friend of mine has to give me something, they'll get really frustrated because they, they're better off not gifted to me. They were like, listen, you just do your thing. Because I would get into the, like the pros and cons of the technical detail of why this gadget and why not this. So like, I wanted to create like a legit, like review page to suitable, not like something which is very massy, but something very intricate and to even talk yeah. about something about money. Because I believe gadgets have a core, core, very, very deep relation with money. Like today you can have a great product by making it inefficient. It's not that you can have that you need to, that's again solving problems, right? You don't need to spend money to have a great product. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that is the kind of reviews I wanted to create for my audience to kind of break the myth saying that, okay, if you want a use case for an outdoor speaker, there's no harm in buying a particular brand. You don't need to buy X amount of brand yeah, because yeah, this yeah, is going to yeah, take so. care of your use case and it's a great product. I can, so I can gonna see that happen anytime soon. <laughs> Sorry? Sorry. <laughs> I was saying, are we going to see that happen like anytime soon? Yeah. So I have a bunch of content. Like, you know, for example, I was just thinking like, for example, if any of you guys, like even for your podcast, you know, if, oh, anything like you guys are like tech guys or not tech guys or like gadget freaks. Uh, okay, can I ask you a question? Which was your last purchase? Um, so actually, I'm actually about to put. Huh. It was an oximeter. Okay, an oximeter, fair. And uh, for for me, actually, I'm recently so uh, me and my mom, I, we we work in like YouTube and all those kind of areas as well because my dad's work we kind of put up digitally everywhere. So right. for editing and for my own artist uh, like music work, we were planning to buy a Mac which we are actually working towards buying at the moment. Dude, uh, same. But Dude, same. Same. I'm it's planning it's, it's to so buy. expensive because I saw the Mac Pro, right? And like you mentioned, like the whole money and uh, tech is so closely re related. The Mac now, Pro, what if I told you that, uh, buddy, that this is the product you need to buy, which will sort out your use case. This is your budget. If you spend X amount of more, you can get this. And if you spend X amount of less, you can do this. And this is your resale value. And this is what your future holds. Wouldn't it be that great is, to solve that problem? Oh, I would love that. <laughs> that would be so helpful because seeing exactly, the big, right? like crazy numbers that we see because of all whatever big machines, it's crazy. Let right? me, let, let me tell you something, even though I'm a gadget freak, the computer I'm talking to you today, let me just huh. be very clear with you. It's a MacBook pro mid 2011, mid 2012 model. Uh huh. I promise you this computer works faster than half the IMAX you see today because oh there were only God. two small tweaks that I had to do and it's eight years old and going strong. What only two okay. small tweaks I had to do and it's lightning fast. So if you're a Wait, Mac what? user and you've seen a rainbow, I've never uh -huh. seen a rainbow for the last five years of my life. Holy shit. 
You know what I'm guessing? Krish has only two reasons to create that tech page in order to share information and hacks also. And the second reason is to help his friends select a gift for him. <laughs> Because I can literally imagine, I can literally imagine his friends giving him some, gifting him some tech and he's like, you know, you should have bought this because this has this pros and cons. The software doesn't work faster and I had to tweak it. So like I can literally see him criticizing the gift and say, no, no, no. So, exactly. Now, recently I was buying a TV. I went into the details saying that the key factor of a TV is actually the refresh rate. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I never okay. thought of it. Yeah. So there are small tips and tricks. Like if we have more time on this podcast, I can share one small trick about just digital for our users. You want me to go ahead and share this? I mean, we can do it in the end of part yeah. two where, you know, like you can yeah, just talk perfect. about Toggled and your pages and yourself. Sure. So, yeah. I, mean, I can to... share some small tips and tricks, but yeah, you know, yeah. it's just that, it's just that these small things, you know, it just keeps me going because, you know, like it's basically information sharing and I believe that these are massive gaps in the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like today, most of us buy headphones. Like I remember Skullcandy was a rage. Everyone wanted to buy yeah. Skullcandy oh my headphones. God, yeah. Oh my. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, me, I'm sure all of us bought Skullcandy headphones, <laughs> I but, them, yep. but they were actually nonsense. <laughs> yeah, the it was the colors. Yeah. It was the colors. The packaging. <laughs> Now today I remember like, I know these gamers, they go like, Hey bro, how many DPI is your mouse? All the gamers must have been laughing or, you know, all the people who know what a DPI is must be laughing out. <laughs> hey bro, so how to, uh, DPI, DPI is your mouse? The thing is that buy a product that actually has a decent use case. So like, that's what you were asking me. Like, I mean, the thing like, so phone photography, food, like if you know me, food is my thing. And there's one thing about tech, about technology and just, you know, trying to break the myth saying that technology is great. It does not always have to be expensive. That is what I was trying to say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. True. Okay, so like I'm more than happy in using this current computer that I have today and I would recommend it to anybody. Yep. Uh, okay. Like, I think that's going to be really helpful for so many people, especially now, because how, as it is, we are getting more and more dependent on tech in general exactly. and having those alternatives. If someone can actually help. So, uh, like people really make that decision where they can see the pros and cons would be a big game changer for them, right? Okay, so, so just to close off our uh, conversation about the advertising and marketing industry in the lockdown, Krish, according to you, after, like if the lockdown ends, where do you think you can <laughs> advertising and marketing trends? Like what according to you is the next big thing that is going to happen in advertising or marketing? Or what do you expect it's going to happen for digital marketing itself after lockdown, if it gets over? So very interesting question. So I've been doing a lot of reading and a lot of research and um, I've been trying to implement this in my work or in our work as well. And what you've seen this in the last three to four years, right? There were, there were consumer trends. And I think mm-hmm. today's premise of the entire podcast was basically deciphering and dissecting the consumer trend and explaining how things actually happened, you know, right from, you know, right from all of it that we've been summarizing in the last couple of hours. So I think going forward, if you actually have to see 
since 2019 onwards the users have got very lazy and the users wanted a lot more because you see you see shortage of good content has always been established or rather has already been established so content is the vehicle for sure freedom of expression for sure all these checks content context like we said context is king for sure how you know your your influencers or your modern day magazines or like for example a friend an influencer i see like a common friend for example if today like for example if you follow me or you have some truth or you say you see that what i do is cool like whatever i will post you will be like okay whatever xyz is saying i want to follow it because there's some truth to the matter so an influencer becomes a common trend so all these things we saw this shift then in a pandemic we saw a shift in production of more from sets to cgi we saw from uh, from green screens to zooms from from accept acceptable acceptable forms we saw from larger productions to the real deal like home production or phone production from you know like uh, x amount of lights to ring lights so we saw mm-hmm. we've seen all of this oh yeah we've yeah. seen all of this yeah right we've seen all of this so going forward if you just notice there's one pattern there's been a lot of focus given to something called cx and that mm-hmm. is something called customer experience or consumer experience so there was always ui which is your user interface that was your convention then is a user experience which yeah. is a convenience of doing things and your sounds and lights and convention and fast and you know swiftness and everything today it's moving towards cx so cx is a culmination of everything and with something called i term as ex that means the consumer experience so experience mm. so i would see that the the new trend of advertising going forward when things go back to real is when a product can actually tell a story using an experience to the consumer mm-hmm. in a most immersive fashion that is going to be the future of advertising okay and another trend that i have noticed is that you know many people say like you know people's attention span is so less that you know they need short format content they need like they need like something that ex- get that gets explained in two lines or just like six words or seven words stuff, yeah. but now like there is also like this niche trend where people like the long format like people like for two minute ads people like reading a big ass blog so like i'm seeing that trend also like people like watching long things like longer stuff longer videos like i've seen i've literally seen an ad on youtube which was there for one minute and i literally saw that whole ad like in exactly one minute what i was saying deal. what we mm-hmm. discussed right this whole concept of dvc right which is came from digital today i like we discussed like the formats of ads were always 3 seconds 10 seconds that's about it your radios ads yeah. had slots of 10 seconds 15 seconds today because of freedom of expression and formats you see digital you see digital ads to be almost 1 minute 2 minute even 3 minutes and the difference yeah. is because of relevancy today when you saw that ad even that samsung ad that iconic samsung ad or whatever or that iconic youtube ad or sorry that iconic uh, uh, uber ad on on youtube they had created 100 such subsets absolutely brilliant and because it was that's what i'm saying it was so immersive right it it took you to a story yeah. and that was a consumer experience it took you through a story so you know we've been discussing in every question you, you i've noticed you keep saying this is a trend 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 but what is actually constant throughout the trend today from from the month of march till the month of end october we saw at least 15 20 trends 
टेलिंग फॉर्मेट in a different delivery mechanism yeah right yeah. so yeah, what is like, so yeah. that is the actual truth that the going forward it's that consumption experience that we have to deliver as advertisers or as agencies to think on that level to the consumer mm-hmm. without changing that pattern of cons- consumption mm, yeah because like as you said like you know when there were shorter ads many people like many ad makers used to focus on displaying the product like you know uh, talking about the product offering or you know publish just uh, you know capitalizing on the product features was the whole deal but now literally people want that emotional thing people want that human connect with you know even something called as advert like advertising is such a very small part of the entire industry like video ads So like people want to bring like there is a in advertising it's coming back like the story the human connect it's all coming back into this because first it was just so commercialized like you know an ad just had like the offer it had fifty yeah. percent off and that's it but now there's a whole other story like you know my like my mom's birthday was there and I had to buy something for her and this was the platform so like the stories <laughs> are coming back. in a huge way you know that that, that immersiveness of bring and you know what the relatability mm-hmm. the relatability and the contextuality today what is the yesteryears ads that you know you put axe and chicks will follow you mm-hmm, yeah. yeah yeah today, oh you know, my god yeah that right like that's what cuz in those times sex sells today's time yeah. the it's about that's what i'm saying it's a customer experience it's a customer journey it's that is that immersive thought that has come back okay to abhishek to honestly you still see those those Instagram ads, like you know, fifteen percent off, cutting to the chase, where yeah. it's where it's yeah. inducing a click. Yeah. Yeah. Or today, what do we call those ads? Or you know, what is it? What is the trend today? Or what is it called? What is it called? I told you, scrolling is a new smoking. So in the same mm-hmm. thing, what is that thing called? Thumb stoppers. Yeah. yeah, thumb stoppers. Thumb stoppers, yeah. right? That today, like I used to ash a cigarette. You're just scrolling and you stop your thumb. Yeah. So do you open one video on Facebook? You don't even finish the whole thing because your attention span. And we spoke about anxiety, right? That the kind of anxiety and attention span that's created because of digital is nuts. Try try being in another room with your phone in another room for four hours. You lose your mind. You can't. Yeah. True. Yeah. So okay. what do you what do you call these ads that have been like uh, changing the th- uh, the way they work? Like especially with storytelling and all that. And you're saying you need to be. um you need to understand your audience for it would you call that like adaptive storytelling is important at this point as a marketer and an and an advertiser or an agency to have that kind of an skill set for for you to work in today's environment number one again you are basically chasing where your consumer is so mm-hmm. now when i said advertising today it's a it's a culmination again you know of innovation and freedom of expression right freedom of expression so when i yeah. say when i say innovation every platform has its own format yeah and that is something that we need to keep in mind that's where the yeah. tech angle comes into yeah right so if today if i have to give you a brief or if i have to come up with a brief for a brand when i say we like representing a team of people the first thing is okay 
where does the consumer go and what is the platform we want to talk to them on mm-hmm. so that tech, so the format so that tech, so that is the tech angle so the tech like what you've been saying so like i get what you're saying where you're coming from is like tech always helps or supplements your thinking mm-hmm. right? tech is Am a I premise thinking? tech is, okay. yes tech is a premise it's the premise today you cannot create a storytelling ad on a story on an instagram story because what is the key of instagram story let's look at the ui let's look at the ux and let's look at the cx yeah the ui is the story the ux is what the the gestures gesture the, the point of stopping Thumbs, your thumb yeah. or tapping so how do you create a good ad on that which takes both in place yeah okay that same ad will not work on youtube okay, okay. so when you create so your communication will be the same boss yeah yeah just the way you like kind of are presenting that idea and in yeah. different platforms in different places yeah cool. exactly so it's so that is your premise you're writing your communication that's your premise then yeah. how do you bring that out on a platform that's on you that's the yeah true okay for example so, if i have to do the same ad on a jio seven which is a modern day radio i could create the same communication and give you that same visualization but just with a modification of the format yeah mm-hmm. if i'm yeah. doing a youtube pre roll ad and you know i've seen this one crazy ad saying you know 6 seconds before it rolls it saying stop i have found you this is not an ad don't click the forward button <laughs> it just strikes you instantly yeah yeah so pre roll ad is a format of youtube only yep and krish like talking about already said like even Sp- even spotify ads like you know like what normally you see on a youtube ad or like a video ad is basically you see the visual of the characters but i've seen a trend where you know netflix is actually making spotify ads which audio narrative that the character from the show or the movie is himself saying 100% so i yeah, really yeah, yeah. so i really get the like you know like really we are digging hard into this topic yeah. right? and these small and, sound cues these small sound cues yeah. yep and these really tiny these really tiny sound cues even if you hear it visually or i mean you hear it uh, you know you hear it it just triggers the entire visual and also yeah. this kind of joins the dot back to what you originally said right with the whole characterization of how important a character's development and the way you are presenting that particular thing whether it be in advertising or a show like he said for netflix the character is speaking you in your head you already get that premise because you they've been developed so well that like it becomes it's 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 just that uh, you need to see all those angles and then adapt it and presented in different formats as you said in different places uh, so i think it really does work together well thank you for listening to the part 1 of episode 8 of let's get uncomfortable part 2 will be out in a few days so stay tuned